Yo, what's up, everybody? It's Hard True Sports, episode 9 or whatever. Um, I don't know. It's Thursday morning. It's raining outside. Um, I went to the dentist earlier today, so I've, so I've already been up. But it's only 9 a.m. And um, uh, there's not much. It's NFL free agency. It's, it's the off season. And... The story of the offseason is the Patriots. Um, I said before free agency started, I think it was even before they re-signed Cam Newton, I said the Patriots are going to compete for the division this year, and people laughed at me. People said, oh my God, you're so stupid. The Bills are so much better, and even the Dolphins. Well, now what is everyone saying? And I didn't even I didn't even like know. I, I, I wasn't even... I said they, I thought they would compete for the division before they signed all these free agents. Now they have all the good players. I think I give me the I said it over and over again. I'm going to say it again. I want the Patriots over win total this year. I don't know what it's going to be. Probably eight and a half. Just eight and a half. I'm dropping twenty units on that bitch because they're going to win at least ten games this year. At least ten games this year. You're telling me they're not going to be the Bills and the Dolphins at least one time? Yeah, I think you're crazy. Because I mean, it's ridiculous. Johnny Smith, and Matt. They have two tight ends. Yeah. They went from having no tight ends to having two, like, not, what the fuck? Holy shit. Okay, that was a huge-ass bird just flew by my window. But, they have two, like, star tight ends now. And you know what's, you know what Bill's done with two tight ends in the past, okay? You have Judon now. You have, who else did they sign? They got, um... Let me see here. Hunter Henry. Trent Brown. They got a good left tackle. Kyle Van Noy. They got Kyle Van Noy back. Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar. Don't really know what they were doing there. Um, I mean, they, I don't know why, why they could sign Corey Davis, honestly. But still, they got competent receivers. That is something that they haven't had before in the past couple of years. Jalen Mills. Uh... I don't what I've heard from EDPs. Uh, that's all about all I know about the Eagles. I thought he sucks, but who knows, you know. And Trent Brown, um, like I said, give me if Patriots are plus four hundred to win the to win their division this year. I'm betting on them plus four hundred to win the division. That's my take on it. Aaron Jones, four years, way too much. You overpaid him. He. Had a fumble, two fumbles or whatever in the championship game last year. Already has. He's already had two good seasons under his belt. Don't know what the Packers are doing there. Uh, I think it's a horrible signing. Uh, Browns got a lot better. They got Trey Hendrickson to put opposite Miles Garrett. They got John Johnson in the secondary. Um, I'm scared of the Browns this year. They're really good. And if Baker can learn how to not have Odell in his head... Like when if when Odell's on the field, if Baker can learn to just be patient and not try to have it in his head that he's got to force the ball to Odell, then the Browns scare me. Because if Odell comes back and Baker's in the right headspace, you know, like football wise on the field, then they're gonna be really good again. Um, Titans make up for Clowney's mistake. Bud Dupree. Uh, I think this contract was interesting because Bud Dupree's just coming off an ACL a tear injury, and the cap's gonna go explode next season. So I would have thought that a one-year deal would, was would be good for both sides because Dupree uh, gets the bridge deal for next year. Um, you know, it's kind of like a prove it thing because not a prove it, but the cap's gonna go up next year. And then uh, the Titans coming off an ACL series, so you'd think they want to sign him for like one year because you never know how they'll recover off of ACL. But second biggest news is the Chiefs. Um, you're probably like, what news? And obviously you'd be right. They haven't signed fucking anybody, okay? They've signed no one. They got Joe Thune, gr- great signing, left guard. Okay, he's showing up the left guard spot. Okay. 
But uh, oh, and the before I get to the Chiefs, the 49ers sent Trent Williams. Keep that in your mind. Let me hold on. I gotta pull this. Um, Trent Williams contract. Here we go. Um, Trent Williams, 55 guaranteed for six years, quote-unquote. Now, I'm not sure about this specific deal. If it's fucking guaranteed throughout all six years or whatever. But 55 guaranteed... Fucking pay 60... Pay him 70 guaranteed over the next six years. You're... you're Like, what? The Chiefs are so stupid. If you give them... 15 more million total. Oh my god, these birds are so big. What the fuck? Now there's two of them. It's like a... Uh, looks like a raven or something. That was, that was bizarre. What the heck? Raven. Yeah, that was a raven. God damn. Hmm. That's pretty fascinating. And whatever. Okay. That was okay. That that was just an aside. I went in, but kind of got <laughs> it got me off my big rant. But anyways, Chiefs they don't sign Trent Williams because they get a lot of money. Like, what the fuck, dude? It pisses me the fuck off. Now it's fifty five for six years. That's not even ten million a year for your left tackle. Like left tackle is the second most second most important position on your entire team, and you, you're not even paying him ten years. You're paying Trent Williams is probably I don't I'm not too caught up on my left tackles, but he's he's one of the best. He's top tier left tackle, okay. And yeah, he's 32, but he's made he was the best left tackle last season, okay. If you pay him, what was it seventy? If you yeah, if you pay him seven, he said, practical three years, 60. Okay, so if you pay him 70 for six years, that's like 10 mil a year. And then if you have, if you have, if you have kind of washed up Trent Williams, who gives a fuck because you won the Super Bowl, but they're not, but people are so stupid. If you had it. You wait, you like. It's not how shit work. How shit works is you overspend now, or you sacrifice some of your future assets so that you can win now and have a good team now. But the Chiefs aren't doing that. They just didn't sign Trent Williams. Now they have no. They literally have no. As of right now. The Chiefs have no left tackle. Like, l literally, they don't have a left tackle. Like, they just don't, like on their. If you go to their roster, they don't have a left tackle. There's no left tackle listed. They don't because they don't have one, and they didn't sign a top tier left tackle because he was too much money. That is bullshit. People people were talking about, oh, you have to have value on your offensive line, and Trent Williams was too expensive. Okay, well, first of all, Lindsley was gone. You didn't sign Lindsley. You didn't sign Zeitler or whatever. Let me look at it. Um, Zeitler. You didn't sign Zeitler. You didn't sign Zeitler. You didn't sign Lindsley. You didn't sign Trent Williams. What else? Oh, but my point was, you want value on your line. Yeah, cool. Obviously, you don't want to have to pay your guys a shit ton of money. You'd rather be pay less. But that's not how it works. And you have, I keep on saying it. People don't understand. The Chiefs have their value. The Chiefs' value is Patrick Mahomes. So you have to overpay or pay market value to... Protect your value that you have in Patrick Mahomes, because if you don't, your val the value on your team is gone because Mahomes is gonna get fucked up because he has no literally no one blocking. Like, 
I, obviously, that line won't be as bad as it was in the Super Bowl. But, like, we don't have a left tackle. And we we don't... We have a rookie right tackle who didn't play last year, who's coming off a hip surgery or whatever. You know, you... And you have Kyle fucking Long. Like, what the fuck are we doing, bro? What are we doing? God damn it. Kyle Long, you want value on your offensive line. Okay, here's some fucking value for you. Kyle Long. Kyle Long, first three seasons. 2013, 2014, 2015. Pro Bowler. Okay, that was the first three years. Ever since then, I'm just going to read you off a couple stats, a couple statistics, a couple factoids right here. Um, first of all, he has not made a Pro Bowl since 2015, and I'll tell you why. 2016, eight games. 20, 2017, nine games. 2018, eight games. 2019, four games. He's played, let me count them up, let me count them up. Uh, actually, ten games, twenty seventeen, but he only started nine. Let me count them up. So eighteen, um, twenty six plus four that's thirty. One, two, three, four. Didn't play last year. Five. He's played thirty games in the past five years, and people say that's fucking value. That's not value. You got. I, listen, I don't have anything against Kyle Long. Kyle Long. You know who Kyle Long could be good. Who fucking knows? For, for first round pick, three time Pro Bowler. Okay. You know, hell of a career for Kyle Long. Glad that he got picked up. Got nothing against Kyle Long personally. Got nothing against Kyle Long as a player. But he's played thirty games in the past five five seasons. Like, what the fuck are we doing? And the point is, you. The point, it's not even about Kai Long only playing 30 games last year. 30 games in the past five years. It's not about Kai Long not making a Pro Bowl, even though that's the only thing people say about him, former Pro Bowler. It's not about Kai Long not making a Pro Bowl since 2016. It's about assigning guys off the street from retirement to protect Patrick Mahomes. It's fucking stupid. I, I don't understand it. Like, even if Kai Long played... And people were people were trying to tell me that oh Trent Williams didn't play a full season, you know. And people acting like Kyle Long is is like Jesus fucking Christ. Like no, he's a he's a he's a guy off the street who's played thirty games in the past six seasons. God, people it, people are like oh Trent Williams hasn't played a complete season since. Uh. You know, 2013. Okay, but guess what? He's fifth game since 2013. 15, 14, 12, 10. And he didn't play 2019 because of the contract. And he had like a medical... He something fucked up with his medicals or whatever, if I remember. With the Redskins, but... He's been a pro bowler. You want to talk about pro bowlers? This guy been a pro bowler... Eight years straight was a Pro Bowler last year. God damn it! And it's like people are like, oh, you're gonna pay him for six years? Fuck yeah, we're, I'm gonna pay him for six years. He's only 32. He's the best. He's a top tier tackle. You know, right now. So my, I'm you're, I'm saying you're getting at least two more seasons of, you know, top tier left tackle play. At least two, two more seasons of top tier tackle play. Okay. And you get probably you're probably getting at least two more seasons of top tier tackle play with Trent Williams, okay? And then you know I don't I don't see I don't think Trent Williams is just gonna fall off a cliff and be bad, you know, for four years. And even if Trent Williams is just an average you know, just an average fucking left tackle for the next four years after the first two years. Who cares because he won the Super Bowl the past two seasons? Like, why? Like, 
what the fuck don't people understand? It doesn't make any sense. Now we have no left tackle. We're going to be forced to draft a rookie in the late, in like literally the second, in literally the second last pick in the first round. Like we're, we're relying on a late round draft to be our, to be our starting left tackle. Like it, God, I know, you know, Joe Thune is going to make the left tackle better, whatever the fuck, but it doesn't make any sense. And we need to sign the Riley Reef, um, from Minnesota or whatever. I know Riley Reef sucks and Riley Reef isn't the answer, but if we're going to rely on a rookie left tackle to be our starter, then you have to have, and rookie right tackle, you have to bring in at least a somewhat competent veteran to create competition, to have, to create the competition, because you can't have just a rookie who didn't have to beat out anyone, uh, you know, be our starting love. I'm, I'm not like I'm not saying anything bad about the left tackle, the the, or the rookie pick that we're gonna take. I'm not saying we're gonna take a bust or you you won't be able to get anyone good late in the first round. I'm just saying like relying for your starting left tackle to be a late round draft pick it's just not a formula for great success especially if you don't have a competent reef probably it probably isn't great but he's competent I mean he's been a starter for you know let me see here Riley Riley reef yeah, he's been a starter for since 2013. You know, get a, bring a bring in a competent starter to you know. Oh, look at you know it's even more fascinating. Riley Reef, first round, 23rd overall. So like, I I don't I don't know what the Chiefs are doing. It seems like like in the back of my head. For some reason, they were going to trade for Orlando Brown or whatever his name is from the Ravens, but that's just not going to happen. Because why would the Ravens trade a guy like that? Um, it's just so stupid. Also, um, we didn't sign Corey Davis. We didn't, for whatever reason, we just didn't sign Corey Davis. Um, my theory, I'm fuck, dude. Andy Reid, my theory is Andy Reid doesn't want to sign a wide receiver because he wants to run, uh, he just wants to do the read option with Mahomes every time, every play. So we're not going to sign a receiver because Mahomes is going to be our, Mahomes is going to have the ball in his hands the entire time because he's going to run it with the read option all the time. So, and he's probably going to get injured uh, because Andy Reid's a fucking dumbass. Um... He signed. He signed for less. Corey Davis signed with the Jets. With the Jets. So that that tells me that we didn't even offer him because he signed with the Jets. We signed. We signed Davis for less. The Corey Davis got less money this year for the next. For what I think it was three year deal maybe for Davis. He got less money this year than Sammy Watkins did three years ago. For the Chiefs and Corey Davis is so, is much better than Sammy Watkins. It, ma- it just makes no sense, and I, I have a fear that I have a fear that the Chiefs are going to sign Kenny Galladay to a huge deal. And don't get me wrong, you know Kenny Gall is a great receiver, but my thing is, you know, you guys were talking about value. People always shoving. F- People are on the value, drink all the value Kool-Aid for the offensive line. Like, the offensive line is not where you want value. You want value. You want to overpay your offensive lineman. That's that's what you do, is you overpay your offensive lineman. And then you have value for your second wide receiver. If I'm, I'm scared we're going to sign Galladay for 15 mil a year or whatever. And then we're going to be fucked because Kenny Galladay is a stud number one wide receiver that has no business being the th- third option on the Chiefs when we could when we could have signed Corey Davis for 
less than we pay less than we were paying Sammy Watkins. I I just don't I just don't understand it. Um, and call it Kenny Galladay was injured. Has been injured. I know we're probably not going to sign Galladay, but I just have that fear. Um, so now since we didn't sign Corey Davis, since we didn't sign Kurt, Curtis Samuel, I didn't want Curtis Samuel. Um, I wanted Corey Davis, obviously. But uh, now we're going to be forced to sign Juju. And when we passed on Trent Williams, I said we're going to sign Juju because him and Jackson Mahomo are going to be fucking fuck buddy, gay fuck buddies and post x-rated content to tiktok and that was i gotta be honest i that was kind of a knee-jerk reaction i kind of overreacted um you know making tiktok jokes or whatever and jackson mahomo jokes but the point is is that you had like i don't even know what the point is i don't even know what the fuck i don't know she's fucking stupid uh but i've talked myself in the juju like yeah, the point is that Juju, who has had a lot of success as the second wide receiver on a great team, there's a lot of he, he has he's had a lot of success with as the second best receiver as a second receiver as wide receiver two on a good team, right? And he's going to be cheaper than Galladay, right? Because Juju isn't the first option. Kenny Galladay is. You're going to be our receiver. Juju is, hey, we need you to be a receiver, right? Not a, like, you're 1A guy, but just like a receiver, like a second, third option. You can be your third option with Kelsey and Hill, but, uh, yeah, we get more, we get more value with Juju on way less money. No, let me rephrase this. Juju has more value to the Chiefs than he does uh, a team like the Jets or a team like, say, the Lions if they don't resign Kenny Galladay, which they won't. Because he's not a number one and he's not going to get paid like a number one. You know, I don't, I don't expect him to get much more than Corey Davis because why would anyone pay a second wide receiver more than any more than Corey Davis or Curtis Samuel. Um, I don't know. And also, just to pour salt in the wounds of Chiefs fans, um, they cut rightful Super Bowl MVP Damian Williams, Kansas City legend Damian Williams, to save two million cap space for no fucking reason. We're going to... We, they cut Damian Williams, a Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl hero, playoff hero, Damian Williams. Let's not forget Damian Williams' first touchdown of the postseason against the Texans, last touchdown in the postseason against the 49ers. Damian Williams was the only player that kept us in the game in the first half of the Super Bowl. And if Damian Williams... Ironically, because I hate on the read option so much, ironically, if Damian Williams scores the touchdown instead of Mahomes when Mahomes ran it in uh, in the first quarter, like on the goal line, then he would have been MVP. And let's not forget, too, that we don't score, we don't, Mahomes isn't, we turn the ball over before Mahomes runs it in if Damian Williams doesn't get the first down run on fourth and one from the goal line. Damian Williams had like four, had like, Two or three fourth down conversions in that game. He had another couple of uh, just first down runs, I think on third down or whatever. He should have been MVP, and the Patriots, uh, the Chiefs cut him uh, to save two million cap space, only to not sign um, a guy like Justin Coleman, who went for, let me see, for nothing. Like, well, let me see. Uh, Justin Coleman. See here. Uh, two, three million bucks. So why do we cut Damian Williams? I don't understand it. Um, 
And we cut we cut Damian Williams to save two million cap space for no reason, only to not sign a guy like Justin Coleman, who we need as a cornerback, or a guy like Hassan Reddick, who we need because we literally just like left tackle, we literally don't have an edge rusher across from Frank Clark. We literally don't have anyone. Um, and these dumbasses, bro. Uh, people are people are like, don't worry, free agency just started. I I don't I don't like I don't know if, even know if people are joking or not, but Chiefs fans are way too comfortable at what's happening right now. They gotta under. I don't want to say I'm worried, but like, we might be fucked. The Chiefs might be fucked this year because they don't have a left tackle. Who knows what uh, Lucas Niang is? Uh, who knows if Kai Long's can stay could play the entire season because he hasn't since 2015 or whatever, and he didn't play last year. You know. We don't have a center. We're probably going to bring, bring back Ryder, which isn't bad. Okay. But, oh my god. We don't we don't have a wide, second wide receiver because we passed on Juju. Or we passed on Davis. We passed on Samuel. Um, I've said all along. I've said all along. Sign Trent Williams. Sign another guy on the line. Maybe a cheaper dude on the line. Like you can sign Trent Williams and Kyle Long. You can do both those things because Kyle Long sucks. Kyle Long, Kyle Long hasn't played more than half a season in six years. Oh my god! It blows my fucking mind, dude. Like you can sign, you you can sign Trent Williams. And Kyle Long, and maybe even Riley Reef or whatever. And you can draft a guy. Like, you can do both those things. And now, I guess we have money for Juju, who we may not have been able to afford had we signed Trent Williams, but we can draft a guy because drafting a second wide receiver. It, the the difference because left tackle is so much more important than your second wide receiver yeah especially when you already have Byron Pringle I'm said it Byron Pringle is going to be the best wide receiver three in the entire NFL but we need a wide receiver too um, I think that wraps up my Chiefs fucking take um uh, God, I'll tell you what, man. The Chiefs were exhausting to watch last year. They were exhausting. The line was suspect at best last season, and now we don't have Eric Fisher. I'm not including Mitchell Schwartz because he didn't play last year, but I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, I'm just going through all these free agency timeline here. Philip Lindsay's a free agent. People said the Chiefs were linked to him. If the Chiefs sign Philip Lindsay, I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna go to Kansas City and just beat the shit out of whoever signed him. Because we just wasted it. I'm not gonna like I said, I love Clyde Hilaire so much. He's so good, but he's not he, a, he, drafting a running back is just in the first round is not good, especially when your line sucked. Fuck man, that's an I that's another point. Like now your first-round running back isn't going to have anyone to block for him. Like, what the fuck, man? It makes no sense. And Andy Reid didn't run the... Doesn't. I said last year, the only thing that can stop the Chiefs is Andy Reid's refusal to run the ball with his running backs. And now, he, you know, the, the line troubles, the refusal to sign offensive linemen isn't going to make him run the ball more. You know what I mean? God, like, I don't know, man. It makes no sense. Um, designate Kyle Rudolph. I don't know if that's a free agent. I'd be down for the Chiefs to sign Rudolph. Um, 
you know, a one-year deal or whatever. Uh, Anthony Walker to free agent. And the dance Browns get Anthony Walker. That's that's uh that's scary then. Oh, Dan Russell Wilson's not getting traded. Like, what the fuck are people? People are so stupid, man. That while no one has given me one good reason why the Patriot, not the Patriots, why do I keep saying Patriots? No one's given me one good reason why the Seahawks or the Texans would trade Wilson or Watson. No one's given me one good reason yet. And no, Deshaun Watson is not going to sit out because he'd signed his con he just signed his contract. He signed it after they traded DeAndre Hopkins. He has no leverage to sit out. None at all. So they're not going to he's not going to sit out. And if he doesn't sit out, even if he does sit out, they still have no reason to trade him. Like I don't know. And the the accusations on Deshaun Watson, people say it's a I guess we're getting into that. People say it's a smear campaign by the Texans. Why would the Texans try to smear Deshaun Watson? Deshaun Watson's their asset. Why would they want to make their asset Deshaun Watson worse? Like, it's pe people just don't. People are incompetent, bro. People are in just straight up incompetent. Also, the Ravens didn't sign anybody. <laughs> Wait. Maybe they still sign Galladay, but I mean, I'm the biggest Lamar Jackson truther out there, and they need a quarterback. But I mean, they don't have any receivers either. Like as much as, but as much as people hate on Lamar, as much as people rightfully do hate on Lamar Jackson, like they don't have any receivers, and they haven't signed anybody. So that also that's also kind of funny. Uh, uh, okay, I think that's the NFL free agency wrapped up there. Okay, that, let me work it up. Rightfully so, not gonna lie, not gonna lie. Definitely deserves. Someone needs to yell at him. Someone needs to yell at Andy Reid and Brett Feach. You know, what the fuck are you doing, mate? God, people are stupid. Okay. Oh, deep breath. Okay, I'm going to get a drink of water right here. Still doing this solo. Okay. Okay. In non-free agency NFL news, Drew Brees retired officially. Uh, he's going to NBC. And, uh... I guess rumors out that he's that they're uh, training him to take Collinsworth's job, and uh, I say no. I that is offensive. Um, Collinsworth is old. I don't even know how old he is, but maybe maybe he'll take maybe Drew Brees will take his job because Collinsworth is old. You know, and he's gonna quit anyways or whatever. But uh, if you're if people are calling for a Collinsworth job, then just shut up. You don't you don't know what you're talking about. Collinsworth is great. Um, the hard truth of it is, is if you're calling calling for if you're calling for Collinsworth's job, then you're an idiot. That's what I had in my notes. Uh, that's my take on that. That's my take. Okay. Uh, and people also, and also, pe people say, I don't like Drew, Drew Brees is boring. How do you know if Drew Brees is boring? You've never heard Drew Brees in the booth before. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, NCAA tourney. I don't even know when they start. Um, I am the world's biggest college basketball hater. But March Madness is still pretty damn cool. Um... So, uh, I was following a bracket, love fun on my bracket every year. Um, and, uh, the, usually, usually when people thought the brackets, you know, I'm only speaking for me, for myself, obviously, but when I fill up my brackets every year, 
usually I look at it, and I'm like, this is the good thing about uh, March Madness because you could just be a dumbass. Like, like I'm about to say, like usually when I fill up my bracket, like I'm like, oh, I don't like the, I don't, I don't like my bracket this year. And if you think about it, that's so stupid. Like, <laughs> I'm just laughing just thinking about it. Like, it's pretty stupid to be like, oh, I don't like my bracket or whatever. Here, I got my paper one that I filled out here. Uh, paper brackets are the best. Like I said, it's pretty, like I said, but when I filled out my bracket this year, uh, I was like, damn, I love this bracket, man. I love it. Um, I got like the perfect, I think I got the perfect I found the golden ratio of upsets to chalk, and I think I think my bracket's like perfect this this year. Um, and my my I don't know if you call it a joke, but my uh, when I bet on games or whatever, uh, obviously I bet on who I think's gonna win, but a lot of times. Uh, I take a bet, and and I say this may not be the winning pick, but this is the best pick. And I feel like my bracket may not be the best bracket, it may not be the perfect bracket, but this is the this is the best bracket. Like I put my bracket up up against anybody's, and and I think I think it's the best one. I think I. I think I think this is the best bracket. I think I don't see how you could fill out a bracket and say mine's anyone's better than this one. Okay. Um. And before we get into my picks, uh, we're gonna get into my picks, uh, my betting picks. Um. So I have preseason before the season started. I had I. Took a future on Gonzaga to win the tournament at plus four hundred, and I also have them at plus two hundred. So I have a lot of money on Gonzaga to win. Uh, great odds. They're by far and away the best team. They're going to win. Um. You know, barring catastrophic injury or. Uh, accident. But. You know, knock on wood, but. Uh, I have that, and for the first round, those are my picks. So I have, for the first round, my picks are I have a Gonzaga winning the title. I have I have Georgia Tech plus two against Loyola Chicago. I have Georgia Tech winning, and this is a bit of a spoiler for the next one, but I have I'm for my bets. I'm rolling over UConn, so. I'm going to bet on UConn in the first round. And this is a little tip I learned from a betting guy. You know, no free clout, but he has many podcasts. You probably know what I'm talking about. No free clout. I'm not going to mention his name. No free clout, but I learned this from him. Uh, I'm going to bet on UConn round one, right? And if they win, I'm taking all of that money. I'm taking my original bet plus the winnings, and I'm betting that on UConn the next game. And then if they win the next game, I'm doing the next game and next game, right? So the max I lose is only the first is only one unit, obviously, because uh, you know they've only played, they only lost one. I only lost one bet, you know. So I guess that's kind of a spoiler that I have uh, for the bracket. Okay, now let's get into it. Um, so. I'm going to start, so what I like to do is I have, I like to do one bracket at a time. Uh, I don't know how I filled it out, but I don't think there's a correct way to fill out a bracket. If you're talking about the correct way to fill out a bracket, you're a loser. Okay, um, okay, like I said, I have Gonzaga winning, so I got Gonzaga. Oklahoma, Missouri, Missouri, uh, some say we're robbed of a higher seed. Uh, people have compared Missouri's resume to the likes of West Virginia and Kansas, who are both three seeds. So I have Mizzou winning, beating Oklahoma. 
I have Creighton beating. People talked about Creighton losing in the first round. I got Creighton. Spoiler. Um, if Creighton loses the first round, I'm kind of screwed. I got Virginia over Ohio. I got USC over Drake or Wichita State. I got Kansas over Eastern Washington. I got Oregon, VCU, and I got Iowa. So I'm all chalk in the first round, except Mizzou over Oklahoma, 9 over 8. We got Gonzaga over Mizzou, obviously. We got Virginia, or excuse me, Creighton playing Virginia, and I have Creighton. So I got Creighton in the Sweet 16 playing Gonzaga. I have USC beating Kansas. I got a 5 and a 6 Creighton USC in the Sweet 16 beating the 3 and 4 seed. And I got Iowa playing USC after they beat Oregon. I got Iowa and Gonzaga in the Elite 8. I got Gonzaga going to the Final Four, obviously. So, like I said, golden ratio to chalk and upsets. We got eight. We got nine over eight. We got five over four, and we got six over three. To me, that is just perfect. Um. So we got Gonzaga, one team in the in the final four. Gonzaga. Um. Let's go down to the East region. Michigan, obviously. I got LSU over St. Over the Bonnies. People are talking about a Bonnie upset. I don't see it. LSU has Cam Thomas. He's really good. I don't see a guy like a team like LSU losing in the first round to a mid-major. I got Colorado over Georgetown. It's typical 5-12. It's probably going to lose, but I have Colorado losing the next game. Uh, so it doesn't really matter, honestly. FSU, UNC, Greensboro. People have talked about this as an upset as well. I've seen some brackets where they had the 12 and the 13, Georgetown, UNC, Greensboro, winning and playing each other in the round of 32. But I do not. I have the 5 and 4 seed, Colorado and Florida State, winning and playing in the second round. I have BYU, the 6 seed, however, losing to the winner of the playing game between Michigan State and UCLA. And then I got Texas, obviously, against Abilene Christian. I got UConn against Maryland, obviously. Like I said, I'm going to roll it over, and I got Bama. And we're gonna like snake it. We're gonna go down. How I'm doing? How I'm doing this in the podcast right now is I'm snaking it. I'm going down, you know, first round, going down first round, then I'm swinging back up second round, then I'm swinging back down all the way to the final four, right? So we're like halfway snaking right now. So we got Bama against UConn. Like I said, I spoiled it earlier. I got UConn over over Bama before the season, or not before the season, but before the bracket was released. My pick, like my dark horse pick, was UConn because James UConn has only lost two games this season with James Booknight was healthy, and one of them was in overtime. And that and in that game, James Booknight scored forty points. I don't know who they lost to, but they've only lost to two games when Booknight was healthy. UConn's a seven seed, right? I'm not too high on Alabama. I'm not. They lost to Mizzou earlier this year. Um, I. They don't have to me. They don't have any guard who can go and get a bucket to my liking, uh, like James Booknight can. I think James Booknight is the best player on the court in this entire region at any time. So I have ba- I have UConn beating Bama. I got Texas beating the 11 seed. The winner of eleven seed play in a game. Oh, God, excuse me. Got Florida State over Colorado. Going chalk there, and then we got Michigan over LSU. Um, so we got I got Michigan beating Florida State. Not too much to say there. Keep in mind I haven't watched. Keep in mind, I haven't watched a second of I haven't watched a second of UConn play this year. I haven't watched a second of Mich. I've I may have watched. I've so the only teams I've watched this year is I've watched the SEC teams when Mizzou played them. Uh, I think I watched a Michigan game this year. I watched a Texas game when they were in Maui. You know, earlier in the year. 
Uh, I think I watched a Kansas game one time. I think I watched Kansas and Creighton one time because I bet on it. Uh, I watched Mizzou, obviously. And that's it. I have Florida, they're in the SEC, though, and that's it. I haven't watched it. I'll watch Illinois, too, because Illinois play Mizzou, but... Yeah, I haven't watched a second of anyone else play. So where were we? We were in Michigan beating FSU. Then I got UConn over Texas. Because like I said, Book Knight's the best player on the court. Um and I got UConn over Michigan. I got UConn in the final four. Like I said, before the bracket came out, I was I had UConn. I pretty much had UConn in my final four unless they were playing Gonzaga or Baylor. Uh, and they got probably the worst number one seed in Michigan. So. And, and a not very good two seed. I'm not high on Alabama at all. Uh, good team, but football school. Okay, I'm going to really reveal my other, obviously, you know, because I have Gonzaga over UConn because I have Gonzaga winning. So, now on to the South. Baylor, obviously. I got Wisconsin over North Carolina. Wisconsin's more experienced. Uh, North Carolina has a whole bunch of freshmen. They probably don't really care about the tournament. They probably want to go home and go end up a draft. And Wisconsin doesn't have that. Uh, so, I got Wisconsin over... North Carolina. I got Winthrop. Winthrop has only lost one game this year. They're 12 seed. They got to pick one 12 5 because it happens almost every year. Villanova does not have a point guard, and the point guard was their best player. Colin Gillespie's out with an ACL injury. He's not playing, and he's out for the entire tournament. I got Winthrop over Villanova for my 12 5 in the South region. I got Purdue over North Texas. I got Texas Tech over Utah State. Got Arkansas over Colgate. The Colgate hype. I don't understand it. They suck. They're 14 seed. Arkansas is really good. So I got Arkansas over Colgate. I got Florida over Virginia Tech. I got Ohio State over Or Roberts. Like I said, entirely chalk this bracket. Insect. I got my 12-5 here, and I got a 9 over 8. And Wisconsin over North Carolina. All right, snaking up. Snaking up. Ohio State. Or excuse me. I got Ohio State over Florida. Got an upset here. I got Texas Tech over Arkansas. I'm not too high on the SEC teams. SEC is a football conference, as we know. Um, Connor Vanover is unplayable. I think Mac McClung might be the best player on the floor. And, yeah, that's why I have Texas Tech pulling up the upset to advance to the Sweet 16 over Arkansas. And also, fuck Arkansas. I got Purdue over Winthrop. I got Baylor over Wisconsin. I got Baylor over Purdue. I got Tech. I got Ohio State. Excuse me. I got Ohio State and Baylor. I got Baylor in the Final Four. So right now we have two one seeds and we have a seven seed in the Final Four. Now on down to the Midwest region. Um, like I said, I got Georgia Tech beating Loyola. I got Illinois, obviously. I got Tennessee over Oregon State, Oklahoma State. Then I got, uh, then I got, uh, uh, I got a yaw. That's what I got. Got San Diego State over Syracuse. Got West Virginia, Clemson, Houston. Um, I got West Virginia beating Houston, three over two. I got Tennessee over Illinois. I got, or no, I don't. That I have. Te, I have Tennessee over Oklahoma State. Excuse me. I got Illinois advancing to the lead eight over Tennessee. I got West Virginia going to the Final Four above Illinois. They're going to beat Illinois. So for the Final Four, I have Gonzaga, I have Baylor, I have UConn, I have West Virginia, I have Gonzaga, and I have Baylor in the championship game. Gonzaga winning. Like I said, this is the golden ratio. Of chalk to upsets, I got a one, a one, a three, and a seven. That is just perfect. Um, Illinois has been the hottest team down the stretch. Who knows if they can keep it up for this long? Uh, people say they like the idea of West Virginia better than they like West Virginia. 
to me, that says they really love West Virginia. That That's what I get out of it. Um, I got UConn. I think they have the best player on the floor. On I think they have the best player in that region. They've only lost two games when he's healthy. And one of them we scored 40 points, and one of them was in overtime. But I got Gonzaga winning. They're the by far and away the best team. Um... So like I said, uh, I think this is the best bracket. This is by far the best bracket I've ever made. I know that. Uh, it's better than 2014 or whatever. I remember I had Duke winning. I remember I was having up Duke all season for whatever reason. They lost to Mercer in the first round when they were two seed. That's funny. I remember watching that game. I remember watching that game. I was a little kid. I remember watching that game. And I was like, fuck, man. My bracket's already fucked up. God damn it. That's still pissing me off how I picked Duke and lost in the first game. That's unbelievable. Um, uh, my strategy for the bracket, I didn't really have one. I, I think I just went with, like I said, I haven't watched any of these teams play. So I kind of know who the good players are. And I, I think that I picked who the, whoever the best player on the court was. Um, like I, 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 I couldn't name one player that plays for West Virginia, <laughs> uh, but I have him in the final four. Um, um, like Gonzaga's obviously had the best players. Uh, I got USC. I think I might pick USC over Iowa too, because Evan Mobley's probably the best player on the court there. Um. Baylor's got Jared Butler. I think that was my strategy, but I couldn't name you one guy in West Virginia. Like literally, you could, literally, you could put the names and the faces, and have me take a multiple choice quiz with two answers for each one. I I still wouldn't know. Um. So yeah, I think I just took the that my strategy was just take the best player on the team. Whoever has the best player. And I think I did that, honestly. Uh, maybe I had Oklahoma State over Tennessee, but... Uh, I don't know. I just wanted a 5 over 4, honestly. And I don't really care because I don't want to mess up one game. And it's about it's not about just one game. It's about the bigger picture. You just got to have... So if UConn loses to Texas... Or if UConn loses to Alabama, I'm screwed, man. But, uh... Yeah. I just gotta have... If, if anything goes wrong, if UConn loses to Alabama, I need to have Alabama lose to Texas. And I gotta have Michigan beat Texas. That... That'd be the best for me, I think. Um, oh, she's so yawning. Um, so there's it for my bracket. Uh, uh, NBA. I didn't have any notes for NBA. Uh, I don't even know, like, what to write. Like, I don't even know what's been going on. Um, let me just look at the standings real quick. Nets are tied with the Sixers. Even without KD, Bucks are only one and a half games back. God damn it. I have a bet where the Celtics will finish with a better record or higher in the standings in the Heat. And they're only a game and a half back, but god damn it. But I also have a bet with the same person that the Nuggets will finish better record above the standings and the Mavericks, and I think that's going to happen. The Mavericks are two and a half games back in the Nuggets. Uh, I don't see them. Uh, CJ McCollum's back, by the way. Uh, Should have been an would have been an all star had he stayed healthy. Uh, so yeah. Uh, Pelicans, man, God, they Pelicans got to do something. They got to Pelicans need to trade somebody because their court is is not gonna work. It's not gonna work. Uh, 
Grizzlies are Grizzlies are fucked for eternity because with when they have ja, because John ja Morant isn't a guy that's isn't John ja Morant isn't the best player on a championship team, but he's good, and he's good enough to have you five hundred. And if you're five hundred, especially in the West, you're not gonna you may make the playoffs a couple years, but you may not make the playoffs, and you're not gonna get a good lottery pick because. You're irrelevant. You suck. <laughs> that's pretty blunt, but like, yeah, okay. So that's my take on that's the hard truth. That's the hard, hard truth of the That's the hard truth of the Memphis Grizzlies. I also have the bet. The I also bet the Hawks to not make the playoffs. And, like, we need the Celtics. I need the Celtics. I need the Raptors. I need the Pacers. If the Pacers and Raptors can get their shit together, I like I I can't have the Hawks make the playoffs. I, to me, that just I won't be able to understand that in my brain. And the Hornets are the five seed, unbelievable. I I, I bet on the Mellow Ball. I, I dropped a bag on the Mellow Ball to win Rookie of the Year. Um, and he's good. And people told people told me he's not going to be good. I'm telling you, he's going to be good. Man, Minnesota took um, Anthony Edwards, who's a bust. I mean, I'm sorry, but the dude's a bust. Like, he might be a good sixth man, but you don't draft a sixth man with your number one overall pick in the draft. He's a bust. I'm calling it right now. He's a bust. I'm shorting all my Anthony Edwards stock. I'm not buying any. I never bought any. Because he's a bust, and I'm not going to invest in a bust like that. Straight up. Um, now to the world-famous segment, listener questions. Uh, I didn't even write them down on the notes, so I'm just going to like scroll through my phone. Um, let's see. Yeah, God damn it. Who's going to win MVP? Um, LeBron's going to win MVP because I'm speaking it into existence because I've bet on him. And Joel Embiid got injured, and I never root for injuries, but that does help LeBron's MVP chances because Joel Embiid was probably the favorite. And uh, like I said, I'm hoping that they keep Embiid out for a significant amount of time for precautionary reasons. And then he makes a full health recovery, and he comes back and wins the MVP next season. I hope that on Joel Embiid. So I have uh, LeBron winning MVP this year. I bet on before the season. I bet on LeBron. I bet on Luca, and I bet on Jason Tatum to win MVP. And I think LeBron's gonna win it. Uh you know he's not. Anthony Davis has been out. He's gonna be out a lot longer. And the Lakers are still. And I'm just just an aside right here. Why do uh, like when you Google standings or whatever, they have the West Con- Western Conference on the right and the Eastern Conference on the left. It should be opposite. You got to have the Western Conference on the left because it's the West, and the and those people are on the left side of the country. So, uh, for all you guys who make Google and standing stuff uh, you have a western conference on the right you're stupid and it makes no sense i'm just gonna say that so lebron's gonna win mvp uh oh like i well, was i went to standings there's still the three seed uh they're they're tied for the two seed and uh like i said jazz are bad uh they're tied for the two seed even without Anthony Davis, so I don't see how LeBron doesn't win the MVP, honestly. Uh, so, answer your question. LeBron is going to win MVP. Who do I have getting out of the East? Who do I have getting out of the West? Uh, Lakers, uh, you obviously haven't been listening to this show, uh, so listen next time, because I've said it countless times that the Lakers are three-peating, like they want. They're going to win last year, they're going to win this year, and they're going to win next year. Uh, so I have the Lakers coming out of the West. Who I have coming out of the East? Um, like I said last time, the, my pick before the season was the Celtics. 
And I'm going to stick with the Celtics because James Harden doesn't have a mid-range game, and I think that matters a lot. Uh, and the Nets can't play defense or in or rebound. Uh, not saying the Nets don't have, are going to make the finals, but I don't I don't care. Does that make sense? Like I don't care because the Lakers are going to win. The Eastern Conference team isn't going to win. Um, and the Suggs were my pick before the year. I don't think the Sixers are going to win either. Uh, so I'm sticking with my Celtics pick. I know that seems crazy, and I'm not... I'm not sticking with my Celtics pick just to stick with my Celtics pick either. I'm like I'm I'm picking the Celtics. Like who's above them in the standings? Hawks? No. Hornets? No. Heat? No. Heat? Uh, probably not the Heat. Bucks? No, because Giannis still isn't used correctly. Uh, Nets? Like I just said, don't play defense. Don't rebound. James Harden doesn't have a mid-range game. Seventy Sixers? Eh. Maybe, but Ben Simmons still can't shoot. I'm a bit. I'm a Ben Simmons. I consider myself a Ben Simmons fan, but like, not a fan. But I don't know. Ben Simmons, he can't shoot. Uh, and that's and that's that. Honestly, like, yeah. Uh, that that being said, the 76ers do match up well with the with the Celtics. Uh. So my pick to make it out of the West is the Lakers. My pick to make it out of the East is the Boston Celtics. Um, let's see. I know I had more here. Uh, who's our dark horse to win the chip? Um, Lakers. Because they're going to win. <laughs> I don't have a dark horse when I know a team is going to win. Because why? Because it's not possible for another team to win. Because the Lakers are going to win. But... I'll do this for the MLB. Let's say dark horse for the MLB. I'm going to say the Kansas City Royals because the Royals are really good. Um, another question. This is probably the best question because it's not something that I've said countless times. How can the Minnesota Timberwolves get better overall as a team? I thought this was pretty funny because, like, who cares about the Minnesota Timberwolves? You know, You know what I mean? But um, um, my short answer to this, right when I read it, I my immediate thought was they can't. Um, or no, excuse me. My immediate thing thought was get better players, and then my and I was asking myself like, how do they get better players? And I was like, they can't because in the winter, no one wants to go to live in Minnesota when it's cold. Just that's not gonna happen, and and they just wasted. Think about this. They just traded. They wasted their first round pick. They think think about this. They traded their franchise guy, Kevin Love, to the Cavs for the number one over overall pick, Andrew Wiggins. Right. So they have Andrew Wiggins. But then Andrew Wiggins isn't working out for whatever reason. He's not working out, you know. So let's trade Andrew Wiggins for Carl Anthony Towns' boy, D'Angelo Russell. They trade Andrew Wiggins and their first-round draft pick for D'Angelo Russell. Like, what are you doing? So they, they may not have their first-round pick this year. And they've obviously, let me go back to the standings, they are probably the last, right? Yeah, they're worse than the Rockets. 9-31, and 31. oh my god. They're two games behind the Pistons, for who have the worst record in the East. They don't have their pick this year. Last year they took a bust, Anthony Edwards, potential sixth man, but otherwise they're bust. Um, no one wants to play for Minnesota because it's in the cold. And they're irrelevant. Like, they're just an irrelevant team. Like, I bet you if you asked, if you just went on, you know, whoever on the street, if they've seen Carl Anthony Towns play, if you went on the street, you're like, hey, what do you think of Carl Anthony Towns? Or like, who, name like the top five centers or whatever. They'd probably name Carl Anthony Towns, but if you asked him, who have you watched Carl Anthony Towns play? They'd be like, no. 
And I honestly, I haven't watched Carl Anthony Towns play a second. I don't think I've ever seen Carl Anthony Towns play basketball before. Because why would I watch the Timberwolves? They suck and they're irrelevant. You know, I get, I understand that him and Russell haven't played together at all because one's been injured, one's been out, one's been COVID, one's been injured, or whatever. But like, you know. So, uh, how my answer to the question, how can Timberwolves get better overall as a team, is to get better players. But you know, good luck with that because they're paying Russell a whole bunch of money. Let me see, let me look at D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell. Oh, woof. 28 mil. 30 mil. <laughs> 31 mil. Okay. Yeah, so the Minnesota Timberwolves can get better by getting better players, but they can't get better players for the many reasons why I just said it. <laughs> Oh my god, they are so screwed, dude. They're so <laughs> they're screwed. Carl Towns. Let's see Carl Towns. Uh I mean they're playing D'Angelo Russell much as Carl Towns. I mean Dear God. And they don't have their pick. Anthony Edwards is a bust. I mean, they don't play deep. I mean, their best player is uh, Malik Beasley. And that guy, that guy is probably should be in prison for my, I mean, that guy's, I mean, that guy's a mess. And he's their best player this year. Um, I mean, I don't know. They're screwed. Um, they can't get better because they're screwed. So... There it is. There is the podcast. There's Hard Truth Sports episode nine, I think. Um, next time I record, um, I'm looking to have Juju Smith-Schuster and Riley Reeves signed by the Chiefs. Um, so yeah, there it is, peace.